There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. My next guest was referred by a previous guest for his life-changing story and mindset. Paul Fortune was diagnosed with cerebral palsy as an infant and spent many of his formative years in intense physical therapy whilst trying to fit in. Through his life experience, Paul discovered his best way to serve the world was to help others shift their mindset and achieve their goals in life. Paul encourages people to rewrite their story and take control of their life instead of accepting the supposed fate dealt to you. And as what usually happens in these discussions, I found that Paul and I had so much in common on so many levels. I hope you enjoy this open and thought-provoking chat with Paul. Welcome, Paul, to The Ethical Evolution. Thanks, Benny. I'm happy to be on. Now, uh, you're coming to us from the US in sunny California, and um, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Yes, I'm a mindset coach that helps people improve their mindset, whether that be in their work, whether that be with their friends and family, and more importantly, uh, they feel better about themselves on the inside. And my, my journey uh, took place, like most people's journey, it took place at birth, but uh, something different happened to me when I was born compared to other people. I was born with something called cerebral palsy. And if your audience doesn't know what cerebral palsy is, it happens at birth and it's lack of oxygen to the brain. And as a result of the lack of oxygen, it normally affects one side of the body. It can leave the body paralyzed. And this is a permanent uh, disability, unfortunately. Um, and in my case, the doctors thought it was so severe that they told my mom that I would never be able to walk, that I need to get used to being in a wheelchair. Um, well, thank goodness for a great mom. She just didn't take that diagnosis. Mm. She got second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. Finally found somebody that was willing to help me in my situation, thought that there was something we could do. Um, so my intense journey of uh, physical therapy started at that point. Um, I was able to defy the doctor's orders. Around three, I was able to walk. I uh, don't really remember that, but obviously <laughs> that's a feather in my cap. They were, I was able to walk. Um, but I do remain being remembered being put into uh, soccer. I think you guys call it football, but yeah. it's soccer. <laughs> soccer In the U.S., we call it soccer. Yeah. And at the time, I could only run 25 to, to 50 yards where these other kids are running laps around the, the soccer field. And I remember telling my mom, um, you know, this is ridiculous. Why the heck am I playing soccer? I can barely do, I can barely run. Mm. And my mom said, that's fine. If you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's okay. But you have to honor your commitment. You sign up for the season. 
after the season's done, if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's your prerogative. And that's basically what happened. I finished out the season. I never played soccer <laughs> uh, since that point. Um, but uh, things, uh, I got my second break though, which was great. I was around six or seven at the time. I got surgery on my right foot to, to tighten up the tendon uh, and uh, give me a little bit more mobility when I would uh, walk and run. And I didn't test it out yet, but I remember uh, changing schools around that same time. And I remember the first day of PE, physical education, we did our stretches and the teacher says, okay, now uh, do your lap. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go again. (laughs) I'm going to run 25 to 50 yards and these kids are going to start teasing me because that's all all I can go. Mm. uh, And I'm going to stand out again. But things were different because of my surgery and that I didn't test out yet. I was able to go pull past that point that I've always stopped me. Mm. And I remember saying to myself, come on, Paul, keep up, bud. You got this. You got this. And I finished the lap with the other kids on the outside. I kept it nice and cool. But on the inside, I was like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Finally, the first time in my life where I just fit in with the other kids, I didn't stand out. And at that point, things did get easier for me, but I wouldn't consider them easy. I changed schools again in junior high. and, And that's just a tough age for everybody. And I'm coming in as a new kid and just being a new kid alone is going to be tough for you, you know, because, you know, they already have their clicks set up and everything is set up. But I'm a new kid and I have a disability. I still walk with a limp. I still held my right arm a little bit differently than the other kids. And I was bullied and uh, teased pretty much every single day, which was unfortunate. And while that was going on, uh, my mom, I was raised Catholic. So my mom wanted me to go to a Catholic high school. So, mm. uh, I had to take an assessment test to see where I was at academically. Well, I must've bombed the test. I must've did horrible because when I met with the, the principal, she said, uh, well, we're going to put him at the lowest level and, uh, don't expect much out of him. He's definitely not college material. Wow. So I had uh, a principal saying that to me, I'm bullied and teased in school. I, I remember going to my room, just like crying every, mm. every night going, why me? Why do I have to be different? Why can't I just fit in with the other, other kids? And, uh, I don't know what came over me, but I remember about midway through eighth grade, I was just sick of feeling these feelings of sad and anger all the time because that was just my emotions. I mean, I, I didn't want to feel that way because deep down I'm not an angry or sad person. I'm mm. not quite a happy person, but I wasn't, I wasn't there just because of my surroundings. And I thought to myself, what could I do to change that? What could I do to make myself feel that way? What could I do to distract me from these kids bullying me and teasing me? So I thought to myself, what if I set a goal for myself? And at the time I really, really loved baseball. So I thought to myself, why don't I try to set a goal to make my varsity high school baseball team? So I said, okay, let's go. So from then on, I played fall ball, winter ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall. I was just doing it over and over and over again. And the great thing about this, this, this thing that I didn't know at the time, now I know, you know, looking back, but the energy I was putting out to these other kids was different than it was before. I was holding my shoulders back, my head forward. I was getting, gaining confidence in myself. And because of this new energy that I was putting out to these other kids, I was receiving a different energy back. Meaning uh, instead of bullying and teasing me, these kids started rooting for me. Mm. And so my junior high to my high school career was much, much different experience just because of the way I carried myself. And just that alone was good enough. But uh, on the cherry on top was I was able to uh, uh, make my varsity baseball team as a junior and senior. 
And then I remember graduating high school uh, and, um, you know, I, I really wasn't that great of a student because, uh, you know, I'm not no excuses, but I always thought back to what that principal said before I got into that school saying, you know, I'm not college material. So I, that, that played in my head. So I thought to myself at the time, well, I try, you know, just, just do enough to stay eligible for baseball. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Um, but my career at baseball was pretty much over. And I, and again, like I said, I was thinking about what that principal said to me. I said, well, I, I, I accomplished this goal about being a varsity baseball player with somebody with cerebral palsy. That's pretty remarkable. So I said, well, why not make another goal? Why not say that I am college material? So I uh, enrolled in a, in a community college, uh, took my 2.0 to 3.5, transferred to Cal State Fullerton, and I graduated, and I so wanted to go back to that principal and say, <laughs> see, see, you're wrong. I am college material. But, uh, you know, looking back, I should thank her because what if, she, you know, she may have been the motivation I needed to, to, to go to school and, 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 and really, really go after it. So now I should thank her. Um, and now, you know, I'm 22, 23 years old. I have no life experience. I have no idea what the heck I want to do with myself. Um, a, a family friend of mine uh, came to me and said, why don't you, uh, he was, he was high up in the mortgage industry. He said, why don't you come work for me and see if you like that? So I did that. And I really, really enjoyed it for, for many, many years. And I did pretty well at it. And then 2008 to 2009 hit and the economy just changed. It was, it was a, it was a tough go of things. Uh, the government started putting a little bit more restrictions on us. Uh, some of them rightfully so some of them a little over the top, for instance, uh, you know, when I talked with a, with a client, uh, I would have to say my mortgage license number and they would have these secret shoppers that would call and test me to see if I was saying my mortgage license number. So instead of worrying about what the client wanted all the time, I was thinking to myself, did I say my mortgage license number? Did I do this? <laughs> do I do that? So I was worried about not getting fired and worried about what the client actually called me for, what type of mortgage they wanted. Yeah. So I was really losing the luster uh, of the industry I want to say about five or six years ago, a motivational speaker came to talk to our sales team just to you know motivate us. And the guy blew me away. The guy was so awesome. So I made a point to go talk to him after the his presentation to tell him how wonderful he did. And uh, he was gracious. I, I allowed, he allowed me to pick his brain a little bit. He told me he started as a life coach. And I'm like, a life coach? What the heck is a life coach? <laughs> So he kind of told me what that was. And I'm thinking, maybe that's what I want to do. So I got my uh, coaching certificate, kind of put it out in the universe to do coaching. And I was doing both mortgages and coaching. And and then probably about a little over a year ago, I made the leap of faith just to do the coaching. And now I'm here talking with you on your podcast. Wow. What a journey, Paul. What a journey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so many lessons in in that and you know um from previous guests on the podcast um uh, there's there's one memory that comes back to me and it is about bullying and um you know when when a bully picks us and picks at us um they're actually finding our gifts and as as you demonstrated there um you know they they actually gave you a gift I firmly believe that. You're absolutely mm. right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know 
where my, you know, I, I have to say that everything happened for a reason to get me to where I am today. And, and I, I believe that wholeheartedly. So yeah, I never have put it that way before, but, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to, to overcome, you know, a disability, which most people would just accept and move on. Um, I think is, is you know, to be commended, uh, you know, your mum for actually having the fortitude to keep pushing. Obviously, you got that same drive from her. Um, so, you know, wow, wow, you. Like, and look at you now. You're actually driving other people to be their best. Yeah, I owe a lot to my mom. I mean, without I didn't have a voice, right? I was an infant, right? And she was my voice at the time saying, I can walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was that law, I said, wait, 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 I can walk. Don't don't give up on me. But she was my voice to say, hey, don't give up on my boy. He's going to be able to walk. And uh, and I owe a lot to her. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I yeah. can I can so relate to that, Paul, because um, I, I too um, was born with – a small disability, um, with my eyes and, uh, my left eye, uh, well, actually I was born with turned eyes and, um, my, my mother, um, actually had the courage to make sure that I had the surgery to correct that. Otherwise I would be blind right now. Um, so, you know, it also demonstrates what miracles we are. Um, and you know, to have parents who will do that for us is incredible. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it sounds like you have a great mom too. Yeah. Uh, and I, and it's, and it's just, you know, I, I got, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky to be in the situation that I am. And my mom still supports me to this day. And it sounds like uh, hopefully your mom's still doing well and she's supporting Absolutely, you too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think it's important. And hopefully you give that, give back. Right. I'm sure totally. you do. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in the work you do now and your coaching, what would you mm-hmm. say is your mission? Well, I work with people, a lot of them that have uh, uh, physical uh, disabilities. I, I don't like to say disabilities. I, mm. say, I like to say limitations. And I like to open up their mind to, 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 to show them the endless possibilities in their life because a lot of them, you know, ha- lack hope. And I want to put hope back in their lives. I think that's extremely important. So that that's my mission to to for my clients to to have them see hope that there's still potential in, in their lives, and it's it, it's infinity. It's in, they can do whatever they want to do. I understand that you know they were dealt a bad hand, but but we can get through this. There, there's a lot we we can do and and and, and uh, move you forward. And that's it, isn't it? Like uh, there's so many um, people I know that, you know, have limitations around their physical abilities um, who it's, it's all in the mindset, isn't it? Like to overcome that and, and get beyond that, it, the mindset is so crucial, isn't it? it? It's the number one thing. If you do not have a good mindset, I don't care if you have physical limitations, you don't. Absolutely. If you don't have a good mindset – it's going to be a rough go of things. So mm. uh, one of the things that, that I practice with my clients is something very, very simple, but very, very important to, to set up in your morning routine. Um, I tell them when you wake up in the morning before you turn on your, uh, turn on the radio, TV, or look at your phone for social media, whatever you do for your morning routine, take a few minutes to think about what you're grateful for. What Mm -hmm. is going right in your life right now? It could be a great sense of humor. It could be a good job. could be that you're alive depending Mm -hmm. on your day. Right. And focus in on that and start your day with that because, because then you'll start to point out things in your day that are positive. 
Like you could get something on your phone and say, up oh, free coffee, up oh, the day keeps building and building and building. And if you do that, you're going to have way more good days than bad because you can go the opposite way, right? You could be driving to work and get a flat tire and go up, oh, just my luck. Bad things always happen to me. This would happen to me. I get a flat tire. And I would say to that person, yeah, bad things do happen to you because you're looking for these bad things. Mm. I can point out bad things all day long, too. Mm. What is that? What good is that going to do? Um, but I also it's very uh, uh, careful that I, that I do say this, though. I don't tell anybody to ball up their feelings. Mm. And it sounds like people think that I, I want people to be happy. Pretend. No, I don't. No, I don't. I, I feel like we're human beings. Mm. And we're entitled to feel sad and angry. You know, that's fine. But there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to be sick of being angry and sad. And the easiest way to change that is to think about what you're grateful for right this moment. What is going well in your life right now? And focus in on that. And that's the easiest way to change your mood. Mm. And, you know, when you when you have that attitude of gratitude, um, it does, it, it, it basically ripples because what you put out, you get back, like you were saying before, with your energy. Um, you know, you're just going to get more of that good when you put it out rather than actually looking for the bad. No question about it. Yeah. Absolutely right. You, you know, you get what you receive. That's it. Yeah. So can you tell us about um, some of the work that you've done with clients and, and the results that you've had? Yeah, um, I can't. I don't want to get into too much detail because yeah. the privacy of my clients. But I, I do. I will tell you a, a, a small little story about one of my clients. Um, she called me, and I could tell that she was having a rough go of things mm. uh, from the tone of her voice from the from the start of my call with her. And I was thinking to myself, "Oh, Paul, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, she's she's in a bad bad go of things." Um, so I let her you know, tell me what was going on in her, in her, in, you know, in the, since the last time I spoke with her and she was just going through her journey. I was taking notes and uh, let it, let her bent, let it, I let her get it all out. I said, are you, are you got everything out? She said, yeah, I do. And I went back along the story that she was telling me and I was pointing out all the positive things that she was missing in her story because she was so focused on the negative. You're doing this well, you were doing this well, you're doing this well. And she started to realize, she's like, you know what? You're right. I, I, I was missing that. I, I just was so focused on the negative. I, I didn't see that I was doing this well or this well, this well. And I'm not telling you by the end of the call, she was doing backflips because that's not the truth. But I could tell a difference in her voice from the beginning of the call to the end of the call. And for me, that's a win. Yeah. And that's it. It's just changing the perspective, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I do that with people every day, like, you know, uh, they, they might be bogged down in just the detail of daily life and just think it's total crap. And, and if you can actually highlight for them what, what's amazing about what they're doing, like that can change their whole mindset. And I've seen people just light up because they've changed their view. And, wow, what it can do to your day. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like I said, it all starts with the mindset. Yeah. It, it's perspective. Like you just mentioned, it's perspective. Mm. You can look at things one way or the other, right? But I'm not, I rather look at them more positive. I like to look at the glass half full than half empty. My life goes better that way. Mm. And something that you'll probably hear a lot on this podcast um, and that is becoming so clear to me lately is that, you know, we are the stories we tell ourselves and – you know, people uh, have this internal monologue that, you know, they believe 
and and these self-limiting beliefs and this monologue that you have going on all the time. And, you know, nobody talks to you like you do. And I think if we can change the story and turn the page and write a new story, like imagine how life-changing that is. I love that you brought that up because you're, you're so right about that. The things that we tell ourselves, a lot of times we wouldn't even say to our worst enemy, but <laughs> we say to ourselves – on an, on a daily basis. Why do we do that? And, and, um, and a lot, and like you said, they're just thoughts. They're not reality. They're just thoughts that come in your head. You can make them reality if you keep going down that road, but, but, but why do you do that? So what I would tell people to do is be aware of, of what you're telling yourself and start to really, maybe write it down, write it down. Like, what do you say? What are your thoughts saying? And if, if you keep writing down negative, 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 that's okay. Now you can now you can see that's what you're doing, and now you're aware that you're doing these ne- you're saying these negative thoughts to yourself. And once you start to be aware that you're saying that stuff, that's when you can change it. Then you can say, "Oh no, 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 that's not me. That's just a a, a stupid thought I have in my head. That's not my reality. I am this. I am that. I am that." And once you are aware of that, change the thought pattern. Then you can start to push out the positive and 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 change your reality, like you put. Yeah. And that's it. The mind doesn't know the difference between perceived reality and actual reality. So, you know, whatever you think you can actually make happen. And yeah, it's that simple. But I I found a really great exercise for that is actually, um, uh, it's called the I am exercise. And you basically just write down all the things about yourself that are positive. And it's, I am this, I am that. And you can go for a whole page and wow, does it change the way you look at yourself by the end of that page? Oh, I, I bet. I hmm. bet. And then, uh, another thing that, uh, Tony Robbins says to do is to have a superhero pose in the mirror <laughs> and just stare at yourself in a superhero pose. And after you do that for a few minutes, just by doing that alone, you change your change your thought pattern and you start to gain a little bit of confidence just doing that. So there's so much you can do. Yeah. It's just, it's just, do you want to do it? Mm. And that's the, that, that's the trick. I mean, that's what I tell my clients all the time. Do you want it? I want it for you, but do you want it for yourself? Because that's the most important thing I can want it for you all day long, but if you don't want it for yourself, then we're just wasting time here. Mm. It all starts with the self, doesn't it? Yep. Now, Paul, can you define what being ethical means to you for me being ethical is being true to my, true to myself true to myself so so and, and for instance with, with my clients when they come up with uh you know different uh different things that come up in their head because i was you know because i'm dealing with people that need you know a lot of medical attention yeah. right so i am very careful on saying, oh, what do you think about that? I'm like, nope, you know what? I am not going to BS you. You need to talk with a therapist or you need to talk with a physician. I am, I am 100% honest with them because I don't, I don't want them to get hurt by what I'm telling them. So if I, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to tell you, I don't know, mm. but why don't we, why don't, why don't you seek a therapist or why don't you think, seek a, a physician to help you with that? Because the worst thing I could do for somebody is just BS them. Yeah. It, it just does no, no good. It may make me feel good for a second, but, but, you know, I, I would have so much guilt in my head saying that, or, or if, uh, you know, I've had, I've had, uh, 
you know, uh, clients come to me and, and they, they want to work with me, but I felt like, you know what, I wasn't that quite fit. And I referred them to another coach that I felt would be a better fit for them or what the, their needs are. And yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, I lost money that way, but that's okay. You know what? I think will come back to me in some other way. Another, uh, another client that fits what I do better will come, come, come my way. And that, and the most important thing is that client is going to get the right help they need. So I think, and, and that's, that's my way of being ethical. Mm, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and there's no, no point in going down that path because it does no one any good, does it? No, mm. it doesn't. It doesn't. It does not make you feel good and, and the client's not going to get the, the help they deserve. Mm. Now, Paul, if people want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? The easiest way uh, to uh, find me is on my website, a call to action.coach. Uh, my email's there. My cell phone's there. So if you want to just pick up the phone and and set up a free consultation with me to see if I, we, we're a good fit, by all means, or you can email me, whatever. But uh, the, my website, the call to action dot coach, is the easiest way to get in touch with me. Dot coach. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it off GoDaddy, and that was available. I'm like, and that works for me. That works. Yeah, it's a good fit. Good fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Paul, what's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I think the change uh, uh, in the world that we need to see is empathy. I think empathy is, is key. We, we, we need to see the other, side of the, the other side of the aisle way more than we do. We, 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 you know, when we have debates or we have arguments, we don't listen. We just we just stop play, or stop talking and they start talking. And then when they're done talking, they're not listening. We're not talking. We need to have empathy and see where they're coming from, where, why they are the way they are. Why, why you know, where did they grow up? How did they, why did they believe that where they believe? Because I feel that there's way more good than bad. And I feel that people are more common with each other than they, we think. And I think that when you look at different political views or religious views, it all, it's all comes from upbringing. You can say, oh, I understand. I, I understand why they feel that way. That I, I, I see how they grew up and how they came to be who they are today. And, and it all makes sense. And, and when we have an understanding and an empathy for the other person's shoes, there's way more love in the world. Oh, I love that. And that, again, that's another theme that I'm picking up on. Uh, you know, through the conversations in this podcast is if we just took the time to consider another viewpoint that is not ours um, and actually put ourselves in their shoes and go, hmm, I can see what you mean. And it's not all just about what I think. Um, And, yeah, I've had this conversation so many times and I think it is the one thing that, you know, if we could enact that kind of change in people's mindset, um, relationships would change, communication would be so much better around the world. Uh, no question about it. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, a lot of times I tell people this, don't point the finger, point the thumb. It starts with, it starts with me. Yeah. If I want the world to change, it needs to start with me. I need to change, right? I need to do what I need to do. Don't point the finger and say, oh, this person or that person, point the thumb back at me and say, what can I do to help change? Oh, I love that. Point the thumb, not the finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> Oh, Paul, you have been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for being a part of the Ethical Evolution. I had a great time. I love the energy. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that my name is Prince Daniels Jr. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.